0: Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 269. Hello, happy Friday, and thank you for tuning in. Let's get into this Jay-Z debate, $4,800 debacle that's been going on these Twitter streets, This is a resurfaced clip from an interview Jay-Z did with Kevin Hart about almost two years ago now. And in this interview, he discusses the challenges that he experiences whenever he comes home. And home to him is Brooklyn, New York. And to him, home is supposed to be this place of solace this place of peace, of refuge, where you just could sit back and relax, you don't talk about business, you don't really have to talk about the world, you just gotta, you know, you just get to be in the midst of your loved ones, catching up with family, and just be comfortable, put your feet up. And the last thing he wants to do when being with his family is talk about business and being asked for money since he is the wealthy one in the family. Now, he said that, I don't know if he was being exact but he talks about a cousin of his who asked for him to loan him or give him $4,800. And Jay-Z was like, nah, I'm not gonna give you that money. Um, and the excuse that the ch- cousin was giving was, I got this business idea and, you know, this money could help me push this business to the next level. Yet, Jay-Z still refuses to give him the money. Now, on one hand, optically, right, we could see, at least I could see, and many people could see also, because from the comments that I've been reading, a lot of people could see how this is stingy Or just, um, like, damn, man, you can't give him, you're a billionaire, right? Allegedly. You are the wealthy one in the family. You can't help out a cousin who you've known all your life with $4,800. And someone put this in perspective in the tweet that I read recently that, Jay-Z like let's put it in the context of someone who makes $50,000. It's equivalent to someone who makes $50,000 a year and a cousin is asking, "Hey man, I just need a dime. I just need a dime to get my business off the off the floor." And you still say no, right? So obviously a dime to us is not much money, right? But it is money. It is still a coin and it still adds up. And um conceptually you could see how minuscule the amount appears in comparison to the wealth that Jay-Z has and even in the scenario of the $50,000 example and then on the other hand on the other hand i am Evolving in my mindset when it comes to money and when it comes to scarcity mindset, abundant mindset, um, when it comes to money management and understanding that there, um, you kind of have to figure it out and not have any entitlements and yada, yada, yada. So this expectation or seemingly mandate that those who are wealthier in the family are supposed to always give out handouts is unfair to them because, correct, that is not how money works. You can't just pick it off the tree and say, oh, today I just want 1500 Oh, today I just want $750. Today I just want... $8,000 and you can't tell other people what to do with their money, right? So and I'm not trying to be a Jay-Z apologist at all, right? But I think um we're so quick to um just dictate how much money the other per- oh this motherfucker. Stop it. We're so quick to dictate it's it's, it's his reflection. Y'all. I think he's still not he's still not comfortable with the fact that he has a reflection and this new haircut of his it's I don't know if I'm a fan of it honestly I don't think he's a fan of it so maybe that's why he's barking too anyway I'm talking about my dog by the way I have a mini golden doodle who's five months now and um yeah so anyway so I think ultimately there, it's a good, it's a good discussion, right? It's a good discussion because it's like, really, Jay Z, like, what is forty eight hundred dollars to you? You know, to someone who is allegedly a billionaire, and that, oh, where, where I was going with it, um, before I got interrupted, by my dog, by my puppy, um, is that we think these celebrities. Have this net worth, right? We are told time and time again, oh, this person made the Forbes list. This person has um, scored another deal with the NFL and is a is a part owner of Hennessy, or you know whatever the thing is. And it's like we really don't know what they have in liquidation. We don't know how much money they have access to at this very moment. And I mean, I guess I could guess and say I'm sure he has, in in immediate access to forty eight hundred dollars, right? I'm sure he is able to easily give him Venmo him that money, right? <laughs> I think he is, but I think ultimately it's about setting a precedent with those who are close to you or those who may have already stepped a boundary time and time again and unfortunately you do have some family members who may see you as a cash cow and this cousin may not have been um this may not have been his first time asking Jay-Z for money you know so this may be um the the 10th time the 12th time and I don't I don't know I'm really I'm really split on I really am, because though I am evolving in my mindset when it comes to money, right, and understanding that, I don't know, yeah, I'm evolving in my mindset when it comes to it, I also do understand the whole, like, damn, you can't give him a dime, you can't give him a, anyway, let's get into the the interview and um, just dive into just his uh, explanation,
1: Barbed past 16, they still stuck in that place. you evolving every year, mm-hmm. so that may be a threat to them subconsciously or consciously. Make cab is funny because blah, blah, blah. you have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. You have cousins, you got to go home for Thanksgiving, and people are talking to you like Kevin Hart. And you going home for solace, you want family. You're going home for peace of mind. You're going home for peace of mind. And they don't get me and your cousins, you're not. You're not the cousins in your grandma's mm-hmm. living room saying, Yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me. You know what I mean? Forty eight hundred. I could I make you two million. You like it? Don't work like yeah, that, fam. you got to explain to him like life isn't like that. If money isn't free, and no one's giving an opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really. And then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams.
0: So, so look, I think he's right, right? I think he's right. Money doesn't work like that. You do have to work for money, and um. You can't just get it easy like that. And it does sound good to be true. If it sounds good to be true, it often is. Side note, I came across this video on YouTube and I was so taken aback by the boldness. Because, you know, I'm really... A lot of my passwords, by the way, have the word bold. in. I probably shouldn't say it, but I mean, you can't you can't figure it out. But a lot of my passwords have the word bold in it. Okay, because I really like to exemplify boldness and really put that into my subconscious. And it's um, I've been practicing it many many years so I exemplify boldness in different ways whether it's in my speech and my actions in my upstander approach or, you know whatever it looks like um in my appearance right boldness is is either subtle or in your face but I really appreciate boldness and so I came across this uh YouTube video and the title said y'all let me find the exact wording because I was taken aback so much so that I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and tune in. I'm going to go ahead and tune into this video. The title of this video is, um, child, of course, I can't find it right now. Of course, of course, right now, I just hate everything right now. <laughs> I get so annoyed sometimes with like annoyance. Of course, it's not popping up. Okay, cool. Anyway, the title was from what I remember from sugar baby to fiance and there was some extra wording towards the end of the video it was a long title oh there we go right there sugar baby turned fiance nyc fashion week and more i'm not gonna say the name of the um the youtuber but if you just type in the exact title that i just said you'll know what i'm talking about and you could just um follow along with what i'm saying I was so taken aback by this title because what? I didn't realize that sugar babies and well sugar babies in particular were out here just laying all out, laying it all out. And just the boldness, the boldness in her title. Took me by surprise, so of course I tuned in and I watched this fifty-seven-minute-long ass video of this woman, this black woman who happened to live in who happened to lives in live in Boston. Um, I don't know her personally. I don't know her personally. Um, not to say I know everyone in Boston, but I'm just saying I don't know her personally. And she's this. Um, she just came off. Of, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't want. To, I don't want to sound judgmental. I don't want to sound judgmental. I really don't. I just want to point out a couple of things that th- there's nothing wrong with luxury, right? There's nothing wrong with liking nicer things or luxurious items. I think I've come on this podcast years ago, and even months ago, kind of with this air to um, it, this air about myself against luxurious items, immediately putting people who like those things or who easily can afford those things and put them in, in this box of, oh, this person is materialistic. And I honestly could say, I, I think I was coming from a standpoint of maybe insecurity, hate, <laughs> because I wasn't in a space mentally and financially, but I think it's more so mentally thinking that I am worthy or that I can afford and have access to these types of things. Anyway, I've evolved from that mindset more. I'm still working on that. But now I'm learning and accepting the fact that, no, I do like nice things too. I would want some things that are considered luxurious and X, Y, and Z. But I think there's a difference between wanting those things and those things being your whole personality and having no no soul and being completely vapid. I was watching this entire vlog, you guys. And again, it was it's 57 minutes. 57 minutes. I learned nothing about this. I mean, a little bit towards the end, I was learning about oh, when she was a child, she was told that she's musically inclined and she showed a clip of her playing the piano at this current age and she sounds gifted. Like she seems to be gifted in that area. But I felt this tinge of sadness for her because I'm like, she never really explored that enough. Like she instead committed herself to being this sugar baby, being this available pussy for this man who, yes, he turned her to a fiance. But under what condition, right? Under conditions that she has to abide by that may be strenuous or that may be excessive, but this is the cost to... Obtaining this lifestyle of luxury that she currently has. Like she lives in this big house. Actually, well, she's in a high-rise apartment, according to the video. And in the video, she mentioned she was in a penthouse that he probably put her in, of course. And then in the video, she went to New York Fashion Week and she says she always goes to the four seasons. And from what I hear about four seasons, it's very high class. So that's no no cheap Amount, um, and she every every other word in her mouth were was Hermes, um, what else? There was this Birkin bag in the background. I think it was two of them in the background, more than two actually. But nonetheless, she has all these nice things, right? And relating it back to the Jay Z conversation money costs, right? Getting money costs. And yes, she has access to money. She decided to pursue a lifestyle of being a sugar baby. And that was the cost that she made. And that's no look, I'm not trying to judge people's personal choice. I just understand now that people make choices and whatever that looks like for them is what looks like for them. And I think when you make a intention behind, I want more money, and this is the avenue of how I'm gonna get it, that's the cost of you getting it that way, right? And, there's, and, and look, there's a cost to getting money in any capacity. You just have to determine if that cost is in alignment with what your personal values are. But I just thought that was very fascinating how, wow, you know, there's... And I always knew there was a community of women out here who are sugar babies and, you know, whatever it is, but that's just, just the boldness really alarmed me, and I'm <laughs> just taking aback. But, yes, going back to his, um, his point, JT's point, there are... Um, many truths to what he's saying. And I think um, if you think in a limited mindset of, man, just give me the money. You don't believe in me. yeah, You fail to learn the lesson of money costs or, you know, the amount that you're looking for to get, you can't just easily get it. You have to work hard in doing so. Not everyone is blessed with, even the opportunity of having a wealthy family member. But even so, having that wealthy family member does not mean you have immediate access to those funds. So again, I think it was just an interesting point. And um, understanding that money doesn't come from the, from the trees. I mean, yes, technically it does because it's paper. But the point is you are still understanding more about how money works and you have you have to work for the money that's what i'm getting at you have literally you she went hard for money so hard for me honey. like you literally have to work hard for the money in any capacity so whether that's opening your legs and opening it wide that's you working hard for it in that capacity whether it's you working 60 hours a week at two different jobs maybe you work full-time at one job and part-time somewhere else that's you working hard for the money and these are like legitimate jobs that are quote-unquote respectable jobs so regardless of however you make that money you are essentially working hard for that money because that's how it's set up in this world you can't just get money easily and it not be too good to be true because in the case okay so if you think about like fast money for example fast money is usually obtained through drug dealing trafficking um any illegal venture and even certain i don't know i mean i don't want to say trading because i'm not too familiar with that but like from people with from what some people would say about trading of different like Types of like online currency, some of them, if it's not legitimate, can be fraudulent. So though the appeal of those avenues to getting money is appealing, right? It's, it's, it's alluring. You want to get fast money, you want to get it fast. Stripping, right? Stripping is another form of getting fast money. Yes, those are available opportunities for people, but again, it costs. So you have to sit with yourself and realize: Is this the cost that I want to make to obtain this amount of money? And if it is the cost, then then so be it, right? If it is a cost for you, um, then so be it. Um, but if it's not the cost for you, then continue to learn and research different ways to get money that is more in alignment with your values and obtain new skills, obtain new ways to increase your resources. So, you know, ultimately I think it's just an interesting perspective and you know, many of these many of these comments make you realize how 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 maybe poorly many of us were taught money. And I don't want to say every white person. Obviously, I can't say that incorrect statement, but there is a generalization that white people have a better understanding, a better uproot and conditioning when it comes to money management, knowing what to do with their money, knowing how to make their money work for them in comparison to many black families who don't have that same understanding or education because it's like, wait, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know what investing means. I don't know what you know. A lot of a lot of black people will say that, and I I, I could speak for myself and say for so long that talk was so taboo. It was just conditioned in my mind. The only way to make legitimate money—that's what I thought. Like legitimate money is through a regular nine to five. It didn't even. I couldn't even factor in the possibility of creating my own business and marketing that in a way to gain sponsorships and a community who would like to pay for the product and the service that I provide and X, Y, like that wasn't a thought up until recently. Right. And then the other notion of, wait, investing is a great way to earn more money and let your money work for you. That is like that, these are things that weren't taught to us. Um, and by us, I mean many Black people. And It's something that you really don't know until you know. And the only way to know is by learning, by asking, by researching, by doing the time to understand and increase your knowledge. Otherwise, you'll just continue to stay in the same cycle that you are. So I think now that I am more evolved in my mindset when it comes to money, there is an interest that I have to literally learn more about how money works. Just. Today, at the time of this recording, I was on YouTube watching different investing videos and investing one-on-one, breaking it down and like literally a class that I felt (laughs) like I was in, but it was just this woman, this Asian woman. I have to say Asian, you know, (laughs) sometimes. But there are some people who like, they talk in lamest terms because I feel like a lot of people who know the way you know, who have unlocked the code or uncracked or decode, you know, whatever that saying is, crack the code. That's what it is. Whoever have cracked the code, they don't um, they don't share that information or they just, you know, yeah, they gatekeep it and you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> that's it. Um, but you learn, you grow, and then you move forward. Anyway, let's move on, child. Okay, so let's get into um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is going into therapy for a year to do. um, He's going into therapy for a year to cope or figure out better coping strategies to deal with unhealthy habits particularly for being a workaholic and um anyway um he's going you know i think it's very interesting how many people who are of a certain bracket they really utilize their resources instead of just kind of going with the flow of things and thinking that, well, this is just life, right? They kind of just give up. Or like, no, I'm saying we. Us people, like us common folk, we just kind of go with the flow. Like we think it's normal to be workaholics. We think it's appropriate to go about life in this erratic, um, space-headed type of way. And it's totally not the case. So him going is a shocker, but it also makes me wonder what unhealthy habits is he experiencing and what does workaholic mean to him? Because I think we, at least for me, I, I do think about sometimes, you know, whenever 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 it crosses my mind, I think about how, you know, these celebrities, they many of them do, from what I would hear, they are under such pressure. And it could be because they're living paycheck to paycheck or project to project. So maybe they're experiencing lifestyle creep, which is um, this... This next level you experience whenever you make more money, you think, oh, because I have more money now, I could buy the more expensive item that's on the list. I could live in this more expensive house now because I have more money. When instead, many of us should practice ways to maintain our Previous level of lifestyle. Judas Elba revealed Sunday that he has turned to therapy after realizing that he had developed an unhealthy habit. Now, what does that mean? Is he trying to say he is addicted to drugs, crack cocaine, allegedly? What is the unhealthy habit he has developed that began to seriously impact his lifestyle? According to the British actor, he sought out therapy last year when he realized that being an absolute workaholic, quote, was taking a massive toll on his well-being. He says, it's a lot. While appearing on the changes with Annie, and whatever, blah, 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 in my therapy, I've been thinking a lot about changing, almost to the point of neuropaths being changed and shifting okay what what is he talking about what is the unhealthy habit you say you have a neuropath is what let me look that up of course <sighs> happens okay neuropathy it happens when the nerve that are located okay that doesn't make any sense okay whatever moving on It's not because I don't like myself or anything like that. It's just because I have some unhealthy habits that have been formed, that have really formed, and I work in in an industry that I'm rewarded for those unhealthy habits. Okay, well, I wish him well, and I hope he could get a handle on those unhealthy habits. He also says here, I'm rewarded massively to be a workaholic, compared to someone that's like, eh, I'm not going to see my family for six months, and I'm in there grinding and making a new family and leave them. He shared, okay, let's talk about this. So, um, what I noticed to be a constant amongst many celebrities is it's never enough. I can't, oh, like, I have to get the next bag, the next bag, Greed becomes a part of their personality. It comes to a point where they would sacrifice time with their family and they'll excuse that for, well, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for you. And it's like, we already have $20 million. We already have $20 million. We already have a lot of money. What are you still doing what for? Like, what are we talking about? So, I think there is some type of addiction there. Some is addiction to the fame, it's addiction to wanting to maintain that level or increase your level of relevancy in the industry. There is the addiction to the money, wanting more of it, or even still having this scarcity mindset, despite, despite having so much money still thinking and believing that you don't have enough. So I think therapy is a good idea for for him and maybe he could relate to what I'm saying exactly in this moment. but I do think that this is an epidemic among amongst many people who are in the entertainment industry. There's this need to always work because there's a fear of it being snatched away. And maybe that is the reality of the game. But I think if you have the security of the money, right, you already have your money saved, put in stocks, put in investments, and it's secured in a way that your family will be safe and well taken care of if you decide to quit or not take a project for the next three years at least, right? Um, then your family will be good, at least or at maximum. Your family will be good. But I do wonder, you know, what what is that about? Um, so, yeah, I, I wish them the best. Um, I don't know why they have that, why many of them seemingly have that issue, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so there is oh. okay this is interesting video that i saw on twitter or x actually now it's called x but it's really twitter um over there, okay a fight happens a fight happened between two women over a seat at the raiders game now Excuse my ignorance, but I'm not much of a, okay, I'm going to say, is it the Baltimore Raiders? I don't know what team is, the, or what city. Okay, it's Las Vegas. So Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, so there was a game that took place recently, a football game, and this, um, this woman wearing a Raiders jersey, she's in the back arguing with, this other woman who is this she has the aesthetic of like a video vixen type of look, um, BBL type of look. You could tell her body is paid for and her hair is like is in that same aesthetic that many of the girls have. So it looks to me, according to context clues context clues, because the whole time I've watched this video multiple times. I've never turned the volume on. It just sounded like a bunch of, like, catty stuff, and I just didn't want to hear it. So I just could figure out, you know, what they were probably saying to each other. But from what I could gather, the woman who looks like she has a BBL, she was standing up throughout the play. Not play. Throughout the football game, or at least during a time when, No one else was standing up. Like, she should have been seated. Like, what are you looking at? Do you even know what's going on on the field? Just sit down. Her man was seated also. It was only her who was still standing up. So this woman behind her is yelling at her to sit down or, you know, you're being rude and inconsiderate because there are people behind you and you're being in obstruction, so she's letting her know the woman, the BBL woman, she, of course, is not trying to look like a punk, so she's still standing up and like, no, nah, I'm still standing whatever, whatever. Now, many of the comments is, many of the comments are trying to say the woman behind her wanted her to sit down because she probably felt threatened in a way where because this woman has this BBL body, her booty is protruding, and she looks sexy and desirable to men, she probably felt threatened because maybe she's at this game with her boyfriend, her husband, her boo thing, and she's annoyed that this woman is right in front of him with her big ass in his face. And so she's trying to give the excuse of just sit down even though still I think her argument still stands like why are you still standing up when everyone else is seated you're being rude you're not at this game by yourself but I think there's something fueling her anger even more being that the woman doesn't have the same body type as her And this BBL woman is standing up in front of all these men and probably looking like the desirable one. So all of that is a part of the conversation, right? Okay, cool. So now in the video, you can see the man, the BBL woman's boyfriend. He seems to be stressed and annoyed because it seems to me that his girlfriend has been in situations like this before. She is probably annoying. She is probably a headache. And he is annoyed with how many times he goes out with her in public. And she is always doing something that is disturbing the peace. Once they were arguing, he's telling his girl, mind you, he's the boyfriend of the BBL woman. He's telling her let's go, let's go, like, get your things, let's go. She's not paying him any mind, she's paying him dust, and she's still arguing with the woman behind her. So eventually the woman behind her pops her in her mouth. She pops her in her mouth, and they start fighting, but the BBL woman, she's, like, not throwing any hands, she's not fighting at all. She, like, look, I'm not someone of an extensive history of physical violence. Sorry, that's not my story. I can't come on here and say, oh, I bust bitches' ass. Don't fuck with me, get it out, because I've never done it. I've never been in a fight. No one has come up to me and started fighting me. I never walked up to someone and started fighting them. It's never happened. Like, no, that's just not my story. I'm sorry. It's not my story. So... um. What I can say is, though, I think at the very least, I'll I'll fight back. And I I remember when I was younger, and again, I've never been in a fight. So I, when I was younger, I still wasn't in a fight. So I remember when someone, like a friend of mine was like, oh, if you get in a fight, what would you do? What would you do? I'm like, I'll fight back. <laughs> They're like, oh, but how are you going to fight back if you've never been in a fight? You don't know how to fight. And it's like, how did you fight when you started fighting? You figured it out. You, you like, what are you talking? It's an instinct, you know. You learn how to protect yourself. You stand up for yourself. Like, there's a physical reaction you have when someone is beating your ass. You just know to beat their ass back. You do your best at least, and however the turnout is a turnout, but you're not just gonna sit there and take it. And in this video, this woman is sitting there and taking it. She is not fighting back. She could barely compose herself to gather her her fists. And it was just such a, a poor sight to see. And this whole time, as this woman, this BBL woman, is getting her face rocked, her man is standing in the background like... I told your ass, let's go. He didn't do anything. And look, I'm not trying to say or condone male violence against women. I'm not trying to condone that. I'm just saying, if I'm with my man and I happen to get in a fight, (laughs) at the very least, push that bitch off me. Like, if if you're right next to me and, like, you were – there in the in the genesis of this physical debacle push that like do something this man didn't do anything he was just standing there watching his girl getting her face rocked and he's just annoyed and <laughs> many of the comments was like he hates her she needs to leave him <laughs> and uh I thought that was hilarious and it's probably the case they probably, Who knows? Like, maybe that was towards the end of their relationship. It's probably a wrap at that point because how dare you, you know? How dare you? Um, It's pretty strange to me that uh, he didn't do anything. And there was a point in the video when I noticed the woman who was rocking the face of the BBL woman, a friend of hers came on on another angle and was like grabbing her hair like in the fight. So at that point, she's being jumped. So whether she's in the right or wrong, right? It seemed like she was being inconsiderate for still for being the only one standing up at this game while everyone was seated. Sure, she was in the wrong. But to jump someone and make this a bigger deal than it has to be, it just just really was ridiculous. And I think about the relationship that she's in, it seems to me that she and her boyfriend don't have a care in the world for the other. Because if my man is telling me, let's go, and I'm paying him dust, there's no respect in the relationship. There's no respect in the relationship. So that already is enough to go ahead and call it quits because how how dare you. I gotta get that drop <laughs> for um one of the, the clips that I, I play. Though that's that was a funny one. Um but anyway, let's go ahead and move forward. Okay, so there's this artist. I don't know who he is. Like, I don't know any of his music or whatever it is, but he's a singer. His name is David Ryan Harris. Like, what? Why do you have three first names? And even though Harris is more of a last name, but still, I don't like his first name. I think he's a country star. He's a black man. Um, and, um, okay, so he's a black man. He was on a flight. At, um, he was on a flight by American Airlines and he was accused of trafficking his biracial kids. Now, this whole headline is very interesting to me because it says verbatim: Singer David Ryan Harris, accused of trafficking his biracial kids by American Airlines staff, gets heartfelt apology. I think that's something I think the accusation of him being accused have something to do with the fact that his kids probably didn't look like him. Him being this brown-skinned black man and his kids probably being much lighter. That's my assumption, but let's go ahead and read this article and get into it. Singer David Ryan Harris has received a groveling apology from American Airlines after staffers accused him, staffers, so more than one person, accused him of trafficking his own children. Um, he is known for the song Don't Look Down, and he's 55 years old. He traveled from Atlanta to Los Angeles on September 5th or September 15th with his sons, Truman and Hendrix, But their trip, endured some unexpected turbulence when the airline staff along with four police officers met Harris and his kids at the top of the jetway when they disembarked from the plane quote apparently a flight attendant had called ahead with some sort of concern that perhaps my mixed children weren't my children yeah see I'm right uh, quote, because they were unresponsive during an interaction with her, we are met, embarrassingly so, by this American Airlines employee and police officers. They questioned my kids. So um, they obviously cleared it up, and he was given an apology. But I really am curious to see if his kids are much lighter than him. I mean, he's not just like... Dark-ass man. Like, he's not too dark. But he is of a brown complexion. And look, the lesson here is stop having kids with white women. Uh, That's the lesson I got from it. (laughs) I have a cousin who has several kids. Though they have his facial features, they are so light-skinned. Not even light skinned, they're white skin. They're they're white. Because their their mother is white. They're white skinned and they happen to have the features of their father, my cousin. And I just could only imagine that being a scenario he may experience if on a plane and coming across this same particular um flight attendant, because again. Things, like yes, maybe some people should mind their business, but look, we're in a day and age where, we're in a day and age when human trafficking is really, and it's always been a thing. It's always been present. I remember learning about it much younger. But I think there's there's more attention to it now, and people feel more of a responsibility to call it out or do their part, right? And I could I can't I don't know if I could be mad at this this um airline person for um deciding to just be precautious here and take extra measures. And making sure that these children are who they say they are. Because you never, you really never know. And when I watched that movie, Sound of Freedom, child, there were these predators who would, of course, be with these these children who look nothing like them. And look, there are times when predators happen to get children who do look like them or is of the same ethnic background. So it's a bit plausible when they're traveling together. It, it's not too obvious, but at least physically, it's not too obvious. But ultimately, look, fair to say, I, I don't – yes, it's embarrassing, of course. It's embarrassing that these are the times that we're in and we have to be very careful and cautious But it is what it is. You better be safe than sorry. So I'm glad they're not trafficked, right? I'm glad they're well. But stop having kids with white women. That's the lesson. (laughs) Okay, so Prince Harry wants to return to London. Child, this marriage is going to fail in two more years. I give it two more years. Mark my words. There is too much drama in their marriage, and they're relatively still new to this marriage thing. Still new to this marriage thing. Prince Harry wouldn't have dealt with all of this silliness had he not decided to marry this clout chaser, Meghan Markle this woman who's talking about her her plight as a black woman when that bitch only clocks in as black when she wants to, and their, their strife in starting over in America with millions of dollars. Aren't they close to a billion dollars? Like, can y'all stop talking about woe-is-me-isms while you're living in a castle? Ooh, it's so hard being a prince and a princess. Megan Markle is frustrated, quote, that Prince Harry wants to move back to the UK to get his old life back. A Hollywood expert has claimed. And um it's not surprising to me that he he does want his old life back. I think after a while you you yes, sure, you figure out a new way of living and you find ways to make things work in this new space, but if you weren't happy in that new space, if you were rushed into that new space and you have no connection, you're completely disconnected from your family, eventually that's going to fall down and crumble and you're going to resent the woman, the wife, that made you do this, that made you leave your family, that made you disconnect from your family and distance yourself from them for years now. That should not ever be the case. Your your wife, your spouse should encourage a reunion, should encourage your family to come together and reconcile and put put their differences aside, and let bygones be bygones rather than encourage such drama and strife amongst your family. And sure, I get it. Many of us come from different family dynamics that may be toxic or that may be just a trying experience and frustrating at times. But at the end of the day, if you're with someone who is encouraging encouraging that type of relationship and is supporting the drama and the strife rather than either encouraging a reunion or some type of reconciliation or staying neutral at best and respectful at best then that spouse will be someone you will resent and there'll be some regrets and remorse overall because that's just not the natural order of things. You cannot go about your days and be mad at your parents. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. Um, Okay, so Prince Harry's social life has notably shifted over the past decade. He appears to have distanced himself from his college friends and lacks a permanent UK get down excuse me y'all he was trying to get something um uh <laughs> uh yeah so look this is not okay and i i think this is going to crumble and I'm here to watch. <laughs> I'm here to watch. Here's another quote. During his visits to London, he typically resides in hotels and avoids public appearances. Theo. Uh, undoubtedly, Prince Harry longs to, um, he longs for his old friendships. So, look, this is gonna end poorly. And I'm here to discuss it on this podcast. So let me go ahead and end it here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. I noticed an increase in my subscribers. We had 71. And look, I appreciate every subscriber. So I understand to the bigger channels, that's like nothing. But to me, that's something. And it's a stepping stone to the next step and the next step. So my goal is to continue to increase, of course. So let's get to 100 by the end of the month, the month of October, let's get to a hundred subscribers. So if you are listening to this and you have yet to subscribe to the YouTube channel, go ahead and do so now, just type in God built this podcast. The link is also in the show notes. Um, so you can find access to it in a variety of ways. And I just thank you in advance for your support. And I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share and subscribe. God bless.